Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hello, college basketball fans. This is Donnie Tyndall, former head basketball coach, and we're getting ready to have a top three with Tyndall with J.R. the Bossman and John, myself, as we analyze the college basketball season team by team, break down stats and facts, and give you all the basketball scoop across the country on a weekly basis. We hope you'll join us and look forward to talking hoops with you on the Bossman Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Almost free, man. Almost home free. 
Yes, indeed. Man, Bone, I got to get guy to talk to you about the Knicks, man. As you know, I got friends on the Knicks roster, as you know. Um, <laughs> crystallized this season for me, for the Knicks, man. Like, they, what, what do they want to accomplish this year, and how far are they off their goal, what they want to accomplish this year? Well, I mean, the, at the beginning of the year, of course, their goal was to be competitive. You know, they had, they had Chris Tapp, who was healthy, and now the man in charge. Then, of course, the narrative shifted once they lost him for the year of the 20th uh, Then it became a, just a tankathon. But the funny thing about the Knicks, though, that the Knicks can't even tank right. They're now 3-3 three and three in their last six games. And, they're, and these guys are playing hungry, and, and they're playing hard. And that's not what Mills and Perry had in mind uh, because they wanted, and I know they won't say it on record, but obviously they wanted to get a higher pick in the draft or, or higher chance of ping pong balls. But here they are now, three and three, last six games, Trey Burks on fire. And as of right now, today, they have the ninth uh, worst record in the NBA, which is not good enough to get a really bona fide star in the all rankings. So right now they're kind of like in in between, almost like purgatory, where they want to play hard because you know you know you know as well as I do, being around players and athletes and being in locker rooms, players who play want to win. They don't care about the whole tanking thing. Tanking comes from up, up top, from managing, from coaching. So it's it's funny to see how it works out that Perry and Mills want the team to tank secretly, but the players are, are, aren't having that. Exactly, and as you know, I'm around tanking every day, and I see <laughs> it's a player thing because it's the Utah Jazz. I know personally that there are people in the hospital organization who won't admit this on the record or say it out loud. I, hate to, I will say it myself. They want them losers to the Utah Jazz. But then Schroeder had a career night scoring 40-some points and beat the Utah Jazz that night. Now, yeah. <laughs> losing, losing Sacramento go to State help and Houston help, yeah, but that's one. That's one less loss. And now Memphis at 19 wins. You got Phoenix at 19 wins. You're you're at 21 wins. You probably could use the one less win to help you get that higher draft pick. You want many people all this you can from Atlanta Hawks. You can't really sign guys to play in Atlanta right now. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as you said, you know, players play to win no matter what because players can't count on tanking because their jobs are always on the line. They're always being evaluated. And so even if they're not on the team they're tanking for, other personnel, other GMs around the league see these guys. And if they see these guys dogging and tanking it, they don't have a job next year on the team. So it's funny to watch the Knicks, how a guy like Trey Burke almost single-handedly won that game last night in Charlotte, uh, gave a you know, career high of 42 points, uh, and it kind of messed up things. It's a good thing for the Knicks, though, the manager that they lost in overtime to Charlotte. But there, I'm sure there's some worried 50 people in management for the Knicks watching that game and saying, Trey, please stop scoring. Exactly. And so, Trey Burke, is, is, is he a guy that's for the future or for the Knicks? And who are some other guys for the identify as cornerstones of this program going forward? Well, I, I'd imagine that, of course, Chris Staff is, uh, is still the man on the roster. But who knows how a guy returns from ACL injury? You know, because big men are different. Big men with with you know a lower body injuries, who knows how they react to it going forward? But obviously, uh, Porzingis is still the number one guy. 
Uh, Burke has to figure in the future because he is absolutely, without a doubt, the best point guard on this roster. Now, I'm not sure what that means for guys like Moutier and Jared Jack and the Franklin Elkina because this guy came from the G League and is tearing it up. So I was going to say about the players on your roster, but Burke absolutely is the best point guard on the team, the best point guard in this city, all due respect to guy named Dinwiddie for the Nets. Trey Burke right now is playing the best point guard right now in New York City. Uh, so, for me, I think he has to be part of the equation going forward. Uh, but there are a lot of building blocks on the team. I mean, Porzingis, maybe Burke, uh, Hardaway is still coming back on court next year because his salary is too big, and probably Cancer. And then after that, of course, Nelkina because he's a first-round pick. So, after that, it's pretty much up in the air. And Jeff Hornacek, uh, is he a dead man walking bone because Perry and Mills want their own man and want to get rid of the last inch of Phil Jackson? You, you kind of almost think that this is probably it for, for Hornacek. And it's really no fault of his own because he was put in a bad spot from day one uh, being Phil's guy and being forced at the triangle from day one. Uh, it was pretty much a mismatch uh, anyway because you think, you think about Hornacek and his career as a coach whether in Utah or in Phoenix, he loves three-guard offenses. He loves up-tempo, three-point shooting. And that's the antithesis of the triangle. The triangle is a, a stay-in, slow-it-down, you know, uh, a triple-post kind of offense where they don't shoot a lot of threes. So it really was a, a mismatch from day one. So I kind of feel that with Hornacek, kind of put in a bad spot. But like you said, he's not a Perry or Mills' guy. So it would be easy for those guys to say, you know what, we're going a different direction. And also it would help the fact that he's had that battle with Noah. Uh, you saw him getting screened on by Kyle Quinn. Uh, so it, it, it's just, it's, it looks like it's coming to an end soon. And I really don't blame Hornsick for his, for his next because he came to a bad spot anyway. And is the hot name Mama, there goes that man, Mark Jackson, the shimmy shake, 24-second back downer? <laughs> If you ask every Knicks fan over the last 10 years, who do they want to be their head coach? It's unquestionably Mark Jackson. Uh, I, I know for a fact that Mark wants this job. Uh, he's always wanted this job. Unfortunately, Dolan has never brought him in really for serious consideration for, for some unknown reason. Uh, it, it's baffling why Dolan never really gave a, a, any real thought. But if you ask every New York Knicks fan, uh, Mark Jackson is their guy. That's how they want. They they wanted uh, Jeff Van Gundy to come back. That wasn't going to happen because that bridge is almost Bay Palms. They wanted Thibodeau to come in back, come back because he was an assistant coach on Jeff Van Gundy's staff once. That wasn't happening. So next best choice out is Mark Jackson. He's homegrown. He is a former Nick. Dolan always says once a Nick, always a Nick. Uh, so this is a match made ahead of Mark Jackson. People forget this now because of how glorious the Warriors are. That's Mark Jackson's team. Mark Jackson really gave the, the blueprint to the Warriors. Steve Kerr piggybacked off that in Golden State. But those are Mark Jackson's guys pretty much, save for Durant. Uh, I mean, this, the system that's in place was a Mark Jackson envision. So Mark Jackson is a, a very good basketball mind. He's, uh, he's also well-respected around the NBA and in the locker room still. Players still know him because, thank God, because of his, his broadcasting work, players still know him today. He's still relevant in their eyes. But it makes total sense. I hope it happens. I don't want to say that I want to, want to get, get fired with the job. I don't want to, I don't root for a coach who's in a job. But if Cornsec is done, I definitely want Mark Jackson in, in that post. 
I mean, Bone, you, Ashley, you, you, you do root for a coach being fired, an unnamed coach that I won't mention. You do root for him to be fired. <laughs> I, 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 I'll amend that. Uh, I, I, I don't say publicly that I want coaches to get fired, uh, but there are some guys that don't need to be coaching anymore in the league. <laughs> there you go, my man. Talking T-Bow is on the Boston Show with me. Now, Bone, uh, what were the Jets thinking with this trade with the Colts, going to three spots, giving up three second-round picks when they need players? Uh, <laughs> their roster is trash at well, best <laughs> and gar- garbage at best. So what was thinking around fleecing all three picks for moving up to three spots? I don't get it. Well, the thinking is they love one of the three quarterbacks, and that's it. It's, uh, I, I got to figure it's going to be Donald going to Cleveland number one, and then it's going to be a battle for the Jets in the front office. Who would they go for, Rosen or Allen? The Giants pick second. The Giants are absolutely not beholden to getting a quarterback at number two. They can go any myriad of ways or even trade out of that pick. So what you left with for the Jets is they're going to have that pick between Josh Allen or Josh Rosen. And I, I would imagine – that they seen this story before with a big, strong arm quarterback who's not accurate. They already have one on roster in Hackenberg. I can't imagine them liking Josh Allen so much to move up and give all that capital for a guy whose percentages in college are erratic as best. I know he's a big, strong guy. They play here in Jersey. The wind's always swirling. His arm is suited for this arm strength wise. But accuracy, it worries me. So I can't imagine them going for for Allen. I I I think that Rosen is probably the best of their of their lot. To me, Rosen is the best QB in the entire draft. Uh, but you know, there's so many things outside football that worry personnel people. So I'm not sure the Jets will also click that because you know Rosen is a very liberal, outspoken kind of guy. Woody Johnson is a Trump guy. So don't let that fool you. That does play until. Speaking of the Jets, to have a guy who's so outspoken politically, where or GM thinks this guy might be distracted, which is BS. The, the kid is focused on football, but you know how GMs are. They're, they're cavemen. They think that QB can only think of football only and not break down into other things in his life. But I get your question as far as moving up from six to three. They only like three quarterbacks, and they figure they're going to get one of their favorites at that three. Now, it, it's kind of reckless of Bowles to tell us the other day that he thinks that there are six or seven worthy players to pick at that position. Now, if that is true, which I think it's not, I think he's lying to us, but if that is true, why treat out of that six spot then anyway? And if you think there are six or seven franchise guys, why not hold on to your capital, stand pat at six, and pick the best player available? So that was a lie. So they obviously want a quarterback as they go on that route. Now, Bone, you got... Josh McCown, Teddy Bridgewater, Hackenberg, Perry, uh, being Petty, rather, and uh, another quarterback. That's five quarterbacks on the roster, man. No. <laughs> what, 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 how, does, how does roulette shake out, man? Oh, that's easy. They're going to definitely get rid of Hackenberg. Uh, they're probably going to test the waters on on, on, uh, on Petty and see if there's any kind of value for him, the trade market, maybe a six or, or high seven. Uh, they're going to try that. But definitely bringing, bringing in McCown and Bridgewater as a bridge guy. Uh, who knows? They might start gold with Bridgewater. One-year deal, $5 million. 
if he was a starting job, that is one of the best values in the NFL to have a starting QB only earn $5 million as well below market value. So if they can find a way to get Bridgewater healthy and maintain him and get him that starting job, then having McCown groom the new guy coming in, whether it's Allen or Rosen, they're kind of set that way to build from within to have the veterans lead the way. Now, who knows? Bridgewater might strike gold this year and play out of his mind and play above his means as Case Keenan did last year in Minnesota and get a bigger contract. But if even that happens, Bridgewater is probably not coming back then. Uh, this is this is a move where they're going to trim the fat on the, in the QB room. I can't see Hacker or Penny surviving that next up. Man, so also is is Miles McCallion and uh, Ty Bowles, dead men walking in eighteen. Are they just going through the motion to, to do this for the next regime, or does Christopher Johnson really give them a chance to see this through? No, I honestly think that for the first time in a long time, the Jets are going to favor stability, and they're going to give uh, McCagnan and Bowles some leeway, some leash. Because remember last year, Woody Johnson before he departed to work for Trump's campaign or, or Trump's office, uh, he said that he doesn't believe in swapping coaches so quickly like this anymore because it's not the way they win in the NFL. You need continuity. And really, Bowles has been given a short deck for almost his entire career as a coach of the Jets. Uh, the roster has always been gutted. They've always had young players come in, cheap young labor. So this is finally a time where Chris Johnson, now acting as the, the owner, the guy in charge, He's going to give McCagan and Bowles a lot of room, I think. I don't see him getting rid of either of those two guys. They're kind of tied together as a package deal anyway. So I don't see McCagan or Bowles going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, because we did see some improvement in this team. I know they went 5 last year, only five wins. That's not good enough. We know that. But the roster wasn't good enough either. So they're finally trying to give them a good roster to work with. And that's what happens. Yeah, and why did it just put off for the suit? Were they trying to save face before a suit went to L.A.? What was that all about? Oh, it's one of those things where you're out and you're out, you know, out about town and you see this beautiful woman, right? <laughs> and you give her your phone number and then you kind of exchange numbers, you know, kind of flirt a little bit. And then you kind of get the vibe that's not into you. So then you preemptively are going to say, you know what? I'm going to her anyway, so I'm going to call her back. That's what the Jets did. The Jets were like preempting heartbreak. They knew that Sue was not coming to, to New York so to preempt that embarrassment and say, you know what, we don't want him anyway. So that, that's all it was, because they knew that Sue wasn't coming here. That's what's up. It's my man, Target T-Bone Williams, breaking down the New York sports scene for you as only he can. Bone, hey, I enjoyed landing this season, bro. Tank of Palooza. Sorry that the Knicks are not taking good enough. The Hawks are taking good enough either, so we both got two teams we don't know how to tank right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so mixed to them. It's so mixed to not tank, right? And now they hold a nice nice overall pick right, as right now it ends today. It's just so mixed to them to not go full-on tank after the Zingas went down. So now we three and 3-3 three last six games and now playing pretty good ball down the stretch. That's so mixed to them. Very much so, folks. That's Tony T-Bone. We're following me at T-Bone 8. We are out.
fantasy football season is fast approaching. And if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, J.C., the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. <laughs> 